Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in paranormal activity, cryptids, UFOs, strange happenings with dimensional shifts, anything completely out of the ordinary. Today, we have a story of a man that claims he saw another man go up to a vending machine, push the button to get a soda out, and the man disappeared. Someone that may have encountered their friend time traveling from the future to give them medicine to save a life of another friend. Another story is somebody that was swimming in a lagoon in Africa and saw a mermaid, but it was a male mermaid. What would you call that? Mer, not a maid? So, the first thing I'm going to share today is the strangest audio clip I might have ever heard. So, some of the most important work has been the David Polites Missing 411 documentaries. It's the Can Am Missing Project. David Polites was a police detective and he ended up looking into the amount of disappearances in national parks was really, really high. I would highly recommend watching his documentaries. The thing I was bringing up today was audio. You know, I started thinking like, what is some of the weirdest audio I've ever heard? And it's on one of his documentaries. In the 70s, okay, these sounds were recorded by Ron Moorhead and Al Barry. They ended up getting the audio to David Polites. So background, they were in the woods and they they had a recorder because they kept saying like whenever they went to this camping spot they kept hearing they started calling it samurai speak or samurai chatter and it does it sounds like an asian language when you hear it and what i did is i kind of the first half of it i boosted the sounds coming from the thing that doesn't sound human it doesn't like mess up what you hear so i I thought it was stunning it it sounds like something you've never heard before it doesn't sound even sound like doesn't even sound like it'd be like a person i found this fascinating so and remember, this is the 70s, so I'm sorry the quality isn't that great, but it's it still serves its purpose. Check this out. There's two of them across the creek at the big rocks. They were kind of hollering back, like similar types of yells and things like that, like trying to mimic them. I cut those out. It just just sounds like someone like us, like hooping and hollering and trying to imitate it. So I just, just to hear like whatever these creatures are in the woods doing that, really bizarre. This is a glitch and it happened to this person on 2015, October 23rd. So I'm going to start reading it. Quote, I have the exact date because I sent an email about the story to my friend that day and kept it. Since then, you'll understand why later. 
so this is the story. I was playing some game on my computer and suddenly I saw through the living room's window a blast of light coming from my balcony. At first I thought the transformer outside broke or something, so I got up to see what happened, but by the time I made it to the door, someone rang. I opened it and on the other side, one of my good friends from Canada was standing there. Her hair was all messed up. She had bruises all over her face and she was wearing a pretty damaged leather jacket. She seemed panicked and gave me an envelope and told me in a hurry that I must read and follow the instructions. I didn't have time to articulate a single word and she already was running down the stairs. I tried to follow her and she got out of my sight when she reached the part under the balcony. When I hit the last stair and turned around, she was already gone. I tried to search for her in a few places that she could hide into, but she was nowhere to be found. I figured she must have climbed the backyard fence. I decided to call her cell phone in case I could hear her ringtone. I heard nothing around, but she did pick up. I told her about what just happened. She thought it was completely she thought I was completely crazy. I insist that the joke wasn't nice. I requested a video chat as proof of where she was, which she did. And to my surprise, she was at her current home in Canada, thousands of miles away from me. No bruises in her hair was well done. In no way could she have arranged that in a mere two minutes that passed while I was searching for her. I was like, okay, that must have been some very weird doppelganger coincidence, and we hung up. I went back into my apartment to see what was inside the envelope. I found a paper on which were taped a USB key and eight pills wrapped in a plastic film. There was also a note saying, Hi, it would be too long to explain. Can you send me that through the mail? There's eight doses that need to be taken at fixed times. Thanks. There was also three strange drawings at the bottom of the sheet. That was extremely weird because I could recognize my friend's handwriting. I decided to plug the USB into my computer. The only content was a notepad file saying, look at the date, dude, which I did and noticed that the date of creation was 23rd October 2025, which corresponded to exactly 10 years in the future from that day. I called my friend back. Now she was the one not liking the joke. I took a picture of everything and sent it via email. She recognized immediately her handwriting and... She also said that the drawing at the bottom was something she used to draw with her best friend. It was an inside between the two of them from elementary school that no one else knew about. As requested by the instructions, I sent the package to her in Canada. Later, it happened that her best friend became ill. She had something no one was able to identify or cure. They said it was probably only due to stress and things like that, but she was getting worse and worse. Her best friend was told about this weird story since the beginning, and in despair, she asked to try the pills in case it was sent for her. Either it worked or it was a coincidence, but she took the mystery pills and gradually got better in the following weeks. I don't know if in 2025 we will finally have the missing parts of the story, but it creeps me out every time I think about it. Now, this person does attach the pictures of the USB and the IDs of the USBs because USB sticks have like a unique identifier on each one that's like the super long number and they match. Then they took pictures of like everything and posted it on Imager. I looked at it and uh, the, the thing about the USBs is kind of interesting because it does look like it was one that this person already had. So now they have two of them, right? And it has this little, like a couple little tiny scratches, you know, like if you drop something, it makes a little scratch. And those scratches are like identical on both of them. And then there's like little extra ones on the older one because it's like, you know, 10 years older. So it's, 
I mean, if it's a hoax, it's pretty dang detailed. Like, who would think of that? You know, if it was a hoax, they w wouldn't they just be like, oh, yeah, I lost it, or they would say something stupid. But this person, like, did everything everybody asked. Like, can we see the email? Can we see the IDs of the USB sticks? Take pictures of the USB sticks and all this stuff. And this person does all of it. And then the answer is, like, some of the questions. How did you know what way to take the pills? And they said that the friend just took them at the same time every single day or something like that. And it worked. So one of the other things was I always thought mermaids were kind of interesting. The stories always intrigue me. This guy was in Africa, and because no matter what you type into YouTube, Joe Rogan comes up. So I, for the heck of it, one had mermaid in the title, and I clicked on it. So I'm just going to read what this guy says. I saw a mermaid. Yeah, really. It was in uh, Africa. And then the guy says, you saw an actual mermaid? Yeah, that's what it was. It was a swimming person. He says, uh, so he was a long t it, he was a kid, and then this other kid in this little lagoon and they show a map and it's kind of like right by uh madagascar but anyway me and this little french boy they told us don't go swim in the the lagoon after dark man that's hard to say don't swim in the lagoon after dark and everybody's up at the bar and you know they're going up and down and so me and him we go we go down into the water and then from a distance you see something coming like a effing missile and it's going fast and we both kind of stop and then it turns and it jumps out of the water and it's maybe like 10 or 12 feet long, man. And it does this. And it, like he kind of describes it kind of turning. And it looked at both of us, I guess, in the air. And, oh, the water was only like this deep. And he like makes his hands like a little bit deep, like a, like a foot or two. And this thing didn't make a splash or nothing. And then me and him, we turn around running. Everybody's coming down laughing with their drinks and, and all this stuff. And then... Uh, I guess the little boy tells his mom and his mom says is, is like apologizing to everybody saying, yeah, he has a vivid imagination. And the, and the guy telling the story is like, no, nah, listen, we saw a fish man and it wasn't like a mermaid. It didn't look feminine at all. It looked like a man, a man. And, and then he's like kind of cussing a lot. It says like an effing dude who said, basically, get the F out of the pool. He was like, you know, like an Aquaman. And he was out of the water like a like a fish person or a human it came out and they asked him did it have like scales or whatever and he was like it was kind of dark it was dark like a dolphin but no um the back of him like the second half of him like i guess where his legs would be or something was a fish and then his head was like a humanoid and he he had eyes like so big and he kind of makes his hands like kind of in circles i guess this place is called like sechelis Anyway, so I guess he's uh, he looked it up and he's not the first person to see these types of things in the waters. Weird stories about things in the sea like that. There's places that they say to have like these types of like mermaid type guards and they're guys. And they challenge the captain of the boat to a rhyming contest before they can pass. Isn't, isn't that weird? So I guess those were the first rap battles, right? I mean, I'm talking like long, long time ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. I can just see it now, like in a underground Brooklyn rap battle. These guys, like, they say they're rap verses, and then, uh, oh, no, here comes the next challenger, and they push out a dunk tank, and a mermaid comes out and just starts spitting rhymes. This is a newer post in Glitch in the Matrix on Reddit. I was on my way to work around 1 p.m., and I got on a train to Sendagaya, which is where they trained the Olympic athletes for 2021. I noticed this dude, and he noticed me... The dude got off at the same station I was supposed to get off at, 
And I didn't know that station so well, so I followed him to get to the exit. There were a bunch of vending machines, but no exit. He smirked at me and put in a coin and literally just vanished. I rushed to the vending machines, pressing all the buttons and putting in coins to buy that drink, and I bought one and nothing. I just ended up like, why did he do that? Because he wanted to vanish too? I don't know. Anyway, quote, I just ended up going to work and came back to the station to find that area was off limits. It was an off limits zone due to construction. Whoa, that got weird. I've seen other weird things, but I didn't expect someone just to vanish from existing. The, the smirking at him thing was weird too. And sounds like the guy got his attention on the train in the first place. But weird that it's a off limits zone for construction right after that. He goes to work and comes out a few hours later and it's all an off-limit zone. I didn't even catch that the first time I read it. Weird. Cool. So I like that one. That was a good story. This one, I'm not sure what I think about. I don't know if I believe it. It's just these people, there's two of them, and they're saying that they... I'll just I'll just read it. Um, so this person starts off by saying, it's important that others can't connect this to me. So they're using a fake name. The name they use is my first throwaway or something like that. So they start off by saying, I'm not sure if this is time travel. In fact, I'm not sure what it was. Five years ago, everything changed. That's literally the best way to describe it. Nothing incredible happened leading up to it. I finished my coffee at the diner after a long shift at the hospital, went into the bathroom, and then when I came out, everything was different, including me. I was an anesthesiologist working primarily in labor and delivery in Skinner's, Oregon. Let's start with just those changes. Suddenly, I wasn't a doctor, although I still worked in technology. I have a full PhD and six years experiences worth of knowledge in my head, but knew almost nothing about the technology I now apparently had been working in. Skinner's was a city of almost a million people. Now it's called Eugene and has a population of less than 200,000. The diner was directly across from my hospital, so the first thing I noticed was the hospital missing. Instead, there was some kind of mega store and a Burger King, and the whole area was far less developed. My clothes had changed, my hair was different, etc., etc. Being a doctor, my first reaction was that I was having some sort of psychotic episode, and immediately I sought help. I went back into the diner, and I remember this with some humor, asked the guy to call me a car, and he looked at me funny. Then I asked if I needed a taxi. The possible time travel bit to this is that while at the hospital where I sought to get help, I learned that the year was now 2010. Earlier in the day, the year had been 2106, yet I hadn't noticed any significant decrease in technology. In fact, the hospital was so familiar, I gladly felt somewhat at home there. I have no idea what happened to this day. I have written off the psychotic episode because my new life is very much still in place and I still re retain an impossible amount of knowledge about anesthesiology. I have since found online a small number of people who have experienced this. I have also met a lot of wackos, the real ones, and I come from the same world, time, whatever, and can validate each other with just a few questions about that other place. So unintentional time travel, I'm sure it's possible. All I know is that there's some kind of hole that connects other places or times, and it's, it's a lot easier than you might think to fall through. The questions that come at this person is just, I mean, a bunch. And then she, this person meets another person and they have a similar story that they start going with they say this is unnerving blah 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 i said it, i would tell my story so here i am um, they say i was born in london england i was raised there as well 
I was at the university where I was an Emma professor when this happened. I was in my chambers and much the same manner as my first throwaway, that other person, described nothing out of the ordinary uh, in the least happened until I left. As soon as I left, I had this weird feeling we all get when there's somebody in the room and you didn't realize it. I looked back at my chambers through the door window and there was somebody sitting at my desk where I had just been sitting. I went back in to give them hell, but instead they greeted me, but by a different name, and asked if I'd forgotten something. This whole encounter was so strange, I barely made made sense of the memories. It was almost 15 years ago, so I'll skip past the millions of strange little details of that encounter and summarize. The chambers were no longer mine. I was a professor at the university, but I'd only been there due to a brief meeting with another professor. I was fairly shaken and confused, but unlike my first throwaway, that first person story, I didn't think I had a psychotic episode. I thought somebody was trying to take the piss. I don't know what that means. They're British, so I don't know what that means. But maybe someone was trying to play a trick on them or trying to play a joke. But then as I walked through the halls, things started to get to be very different. The fashions weren't what I noticed at first. I don't want to go into details all that too much, but in my world, there's no USA. There's no Canada. A large majority of the world is ruled by either Spain or France. The UK is a superpower, as you call it, but to no such degree as Spain or France. Belgium is another superpower. Eastern Europe, as you call it, along with, with Russia in this world and Asia, are heavily populated but with little infrastructure. Much like your India, um, North America is entirely Spanish with some French colonies in the far north and south. And all. So it just kind of goes on and on. He said Spain and France have been ruling since the 1580s. And then, so in his world, England lost the war against the Spanish. And then, so Spain just ended up taking over everything. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is something like that possible? Who knows? I'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast today. Remember to click the RSS feed, be updated with future episodes. The music is Downbeat 88. The opening track is called The Dark. The ending track is called A Moment of Peace. These podcasts are also on Spotify and Amazon Podcasts and Stitcher. I'd like to thank my first Patreon, Roxy. Thanks a lot. My Patreon is patreon.com slash paradoxwalk. All right, so everybody have a good day, and thanks so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye.